0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe right now, and it is almost the beginning of what I call Happy Hockeymas. Yes, it is a holiday coming right up for all you NHL fans. It's going to be a wonderful season. Uh, a little bit better because there is less restrictions now. You know. Covid measures are down pretty much for the most part. FYI, things have changed the past two years. So, with that being said, this is going to be a little bit more brighter show, and I'm going to bring that up. And I'm going to talk about another article, my first non-devils article, uh, with Inside the Puck. Ca, and yes, they did change the website, so it's now Inside the Puck. Ca. For those of you. Just learning that, I write for them. I not only cover the New Jersey Devils, I do hockey prospects, and I just did a Seattle Kraken article. But meanwhile, um, today there were odds released by moneypuck.com, and I want to go over all the teams a little bit here and there. So let's start off with the Stanley Cup champions. The Colorado Avalanche, well, this is more obvious, and I believe it. And I'll drink this Kool-Aid because I think it's doable. 91.1% chance of them making the playoffs. Now, if you look down to the left of the chart, Chicago's at 10.2. That is very, very slim. And I can see that because, A... If you're comparing apples to oranges, it's night and day. Colorado is going to make it. I just can't see them not making it because they have a really stacked offense, defense, goaltending. Even though they have Alexander George up there, I think he'll do a lot better out west Um, in the central division with Colorado. And playing the Rocky Mountain High city of Denver only helps them. Now... Plus, there are some prospects on the way for Colorado. Um, with that being said, we move a little bit over to Chicago. Now Chicago traded Seth Jones uh, more than a season ago. And then this past NHL draft, they traded away Alexander DeBrincat or Alex Debrinquet, uh to Ottawa. And pretty much uh, Chicago is looking to tank hard for Bedard in this way and it is a lot less likely they'll even make it past the regular season. So with that being said I don't want to waste any time on them. Uh, yeah St. Louis they are going to be in a tougher conference this year. They're looking at a 55.8% chance so that's about 56%. Uh, so they might squeeze it through but they might not but that division is rather tight because you have teams like Nashville and Minnesota who are obviously going to try and damper their uh, their rankings. Plus you have teams like the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings and the Western Conference who are going to try and win those top eight spots. So with that being said, You know, Minnesota themselves are in a little bit of trouble with the cap, but how long can they get rolling for? Now, I mean, they traded Kevin Fiala uh, recently to L.A. because L.A. was able to take on more cap space. And they're an upcoming team in L.A. And Minnesota had a fan talking on here in Puckburg, uh, another great podcast you should listen to every Saturday it's released. Uh, one of their Minnesota fans uh who went on mentioned well the Parise and Suter contracts have really hampered the Minnesota wild for not just the near term but the longer term. So there's some ramifications. So with that being said, um Minnesota does have goaltending, and guys like Volstead, hopefully if they pan out over the years, they can certainly help alleviate the pain in Minnesota. Now, Arizona, uh, there's that rumor with Jacob Chickren going on. So looking at the defense, I mean, they're going to have to start harvesting, and now they're really hitting the right time, looking to tank hard for Bedard. Uh, Fantilli, Mitchkov, uh, Dvorsky, those guys are going to be in line to be either in Arizona or teams like Anaheim or San Jose or Montreal, uh, maybe Detroit, maybe we can get there a little bit further, maybe Buffalo or Philadelphia or Columbus. Now... I just don't see an eventful year for Arizona, honestly. Uh, they're just trying to figure out their identity with so many pieces to play with. and It's just not going to be doable for them for the most part. But they do have a little bit of goaltending to help them. But it's going to be a long season. Um, Nashville, they're definitely going to be about 70% chance making the playoffs. I really do believe that will be true, but they're definitely going to outpace Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's starting to go towards a rebuild, uh, especially when uh, Paul Maurice uh, stepped away on his own will, and now he's the head coach in Florida with the Panthers, replacing Andrew Burnett, and Burnett's in New Jersey now as an assistant coach waiting to be head coach. So with that being said, Winnipeg is in a tough bind, but they have a really good draft class each year in, year out. So I don't think they're going to be in the cellar for too long. I mean, next couple seasons, but they'll get out of it eventually. It's not going to be long purgatory in Winnipeg. Uh, Dallas, they have really good defense. I like their goaltending, but they do need to get – Uh, Robertson signed. Jason Robertson is a restricted free agent. So the longer this goes on, the more games he misses and needs to make up for lost production if he misses the first couple of games. So there are going to be conundrums with that. But Dallas is looking like they can win uh, at 58.3% into the playoffs. Um, LA, I like Quentin Byfield. I like... Martin Hromiak, those type of guys certainly add a lot of flavor with the Kevin Fiala trade this past off season that only boosts them and doesn't hurt them. With Jonathan Quick getting older and that, you have Cal Peterson who can really help out uh, LA and could be a good fantasy pickup in my opinion. Uh, very underrated. I do see uh their next door rivals in Anaheim. You know, they're definitely going to be a competing team, but they might not make the playoffs because they're looking at 27% chance odds. Now, if I'm a fan of the Ducks, I certainly like the way that they have Jamie Drysdale, Trevor Zegres. uh you have John Gibson still, but if things really go bad, they could possibly tank more if they end up trading him, if rumors like that are circulating a little bit further into the season. So I can see that for February, March-ish, depending on the trade deadline. Now, Vegas is looking to get back into the playoffs. They're looking at 64%. Uh, to get back in and certainly uh you have Vancouver who's a team that is on the upswing downswing whatever you want it it's a flip flop situation but they could make it through but the west is a very funny division uh conference just all in one big burrito So that's what I think of it as. It's just you don't know what flavors you're going to get. It's a mystery. So it's a mystery burrito. Uh, I tend to look at the Seattle Kraken to be a little bit better this year. I look for them to – so I kind of want to talk about the article I wrote for InsideThePuck.ca. It's about the two-headed Seattle Kraken monsters – that are going to be growing. It's about how Shane Wright is being part of that tandem with Maddie Beneers. And for those of you who know me well, I love NHL drafts, but I also like to cover those drafted players who do make it through camp, and I like to see those kids succeed through camp and become staple players. So with that being said, I can see Shane Wright develop more mentally and physically. Uh, I mean, he's a goal scorer by nature, but also a playmaker. So you look at a guy like Matty Beniers, who's a really good agile skater, power moves as well. Silky hands, really good heads up plays. I think if the two were together on a daily basis, they can feed off each other. They can really drive their top two lines. Uh, over time, it'll be like uh, a Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, or maybe a Malkin Crosby situation. So with that being said, <clears throat> I think San Jose is going to do very well through the drafting. And they're not going to make the playoffs because it's just it's too cutthroat in that uh, wild west, and you just don't know it's the other division of doom and the other conference of doom. And I just think with like Mark Eduard Vlasic getting older, Timo Meyer and Tomas Hertl sometimes missing time or you know being the only guys that can really produce it's a lot harder to compete. And then you change goaltenders uh, out like that out west. It's a lot harder to compete. So you're basically looking at Calgary to being the big dog behind a team like Colorado with the way they had to move on from their recent departures in Johnny Goudreau and a few other guys that were in that trade. So they got Mackenzie Weger back. They got Jonathan Uberto. And a couple other pieces. So I really think that Calgary is more secured longer term. And they could definitely compete big time. And their goaltending can be very solid in that. And hopefully they make it through the second round, third round. Maybe make the finals. Who knows? But... um it's time to move eastward. So, Toronto's look like they can make the playoffs again, once again, at 86.3%. And they're just stacked and loaded. You probably look down their lineup. It's insane. Even though they change goaltenders, I think Samsonov will come off well. But you also got to factor in... Guys like Hall on defense, Muzzin, if he comes back healthy, definitely a good thing to have. Um, Austin Matthews, um, William Nylander, those guys can really score. And so it's really hard to compete with Toronto when they're on their game. Um, Montreal, they drafted Slavkovsky, Meshar. uh, They did get a bunch of really good players It's just going to take a couple more drafts to see where they're at. And I can't see them competing for the playoffs anytime soon, especially after making the Stanley Cup and uh, the COVID year. So it's going to be a lot harder. Um, Just going to need to think about this. Florida's changed their coach, like I said earlier. And Paul Maurice will change things a little bit, but try not to change too much because what Burnett had going was certainly something that the system doesn't want to be too different, but the approach to getting through the playoffs in the first two rounds will be vital. Um, With that being said, Detroit added uh, one of my personal favorite free agents, and it was Vili Huso And I think they increased their odds of, you know, progressing forward in their rebuild. Plus you have guys like Lucas Raymond, Mord Sider, Dylan Larkin. You know, those are all good pieces. Their odds are improving. But at 27%, I think it should be a little bit higher, um, especially if they add a few more pieces that bolster it. Um, the big elephant in the room is Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay. They did lose Andre Palat to New Jersey and it's not going to be easy for them uh, now that they're getting a little bit older, but they're still very competitive. They have a young group of guys uh, on the bottom of six and Definitely see guys like, um, what's his name, from the Chicago trade. It'll come back later because I remember the, what was that trade? Anyways, Brandon Hagel. It was the Brandon Hagel trade. And it was really, it was a little questionable for me, but I hope Brandon Hagel pans out. This season starts to, become his own player, and starts taking off because Tambay really paid up big time with a couple firsts and a couple of prospects that really weren't going to necessarily make it, but make the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Ottawa, they're just like Detroit. They got a lot better. They got some interesting pieces, Matt Sugard and that. I still think that they're better but they're still young and inexperienced. However, I disagree with Boston at 76.1% because of their core group of forwards and the goaltending's a little inconsistent for me. So I have to disagree with Boston at 76.1%. I would actually switch uh, percentages with Ottawa where Ottawa would be more like... and more like split the other half with Boston. So for me, I tend to be a little bit more uh, conservative in that way, in a moderate way. I know it's an oxymoron, but me, I'm bigger on Buffalo than I am on Boston. I tend to like what they have with Tage Thompson. Uh, You have Alex Tuck, if I remember, from the Jack Eichel trade. So you really have a lot of interesting pieces and parts. And Buffalo has a really good goalie tandem as well coming up from the pipeline. Like Devon Levi, who was traded from the Panthers. And it's only going to help Buffalo. It's not going to hurt them. Capitals have 53.2%. I still agree But I disagree with the Islanders at 45.8. They should be much lower, right around 22%. I would have to, say, lower the Capitals by another 20%. So I just don't buy it in a sense. But I do buy the fact that, you know, the Islanders are getting older on offense and those contracts are just adding up, and you factor in a really good player in Matthew Barzal, uh, longer term, that's just going to handcuff them even more, even though he's a key cog player. It's just going to, they're going to hopefully bank on the salary cap going in the next couple of years. Now, with that being said, I expect the Islanders to be a lottery team. And I have to agree with Carolina at 82.8. Yep, I agree with them with that percentage there. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be more likely that that happens, that they end up in first place over the Rangers. I tend to think uh, Pittsburgh's a little bit too high on or Money Puck's a little too high on Pittsburgh from 50 I mean 71.6 it should be 51.6 and it should be 68.3 for the Rangers instead to make the playoffs because they have a really good goaltender and I just think the way that Pittsburgh's set up they got you know an older aging offense their defense is You know, their contracts on defense are more questionable. Their goaltending, I question it a little bit more. So, with that being said, I have to agree with Philadelphia at 15.9. I just think that they're really going to tank hard for Bedard and Michkov. It's just a matter of time. It's not if, it's more like when. Now we talk about the rangers i give them a 68.3% odds versus a 71.6 for pittsburgh so i make it 51.6 for them uh but i would give the rangers uh second or th- second place in the division because the way they're constructed a little bit better but you just never know what Hockey throws at you. Like my buddy Neil Villapiano once said, hockey is a magical and interesting sport and you just don't know what happens each game. Um, I tend to look at New Jersey, not to sound biased, but you look at the way the H2O line buddies of mine from Pucks and Pitchforks uh, called the Hall, Halla, no, the Hall Holt the Hall Holtz and Andre Pilat line. So Hall Holtz I mean I'm getting confused now. The the Hughes Holtz and Andre Pollat line is the H two O line and Pilot is the guy that makes the magic happen. Jack Hughes is the motor, the playmaker, he can score. And Holtz is beginning to learn how to be a more consistent goal scorer, tending to be more effective with his shooting. And the Devils have a lot of skill on the back end as well. So it's not just going to be all forward attack. It's going to be a balance attack. And then the defense, it's likely going to be Kevin Ball getting that sixth spot and maybe climb upward. If he just progresses during the season because of that long region, his physicality is starting to show because you have that assistant coach, the Devils hired in the offseason from the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And I just think it's a huge plus for the team as a whole. So no more Elaine Nazardine for those of you listening. So with that being said, I have to agree with Columbus on the 14.6% of making the playoffs. To me, they made the big splash with Johnny Goudreau. I honestly like the Goudreau signing for them, but I think with him and Laine and a few other pieces... They just don't have the center depth at this time to make it more sufficient, um, to make it more competitive. To me, they're several years away from being a competitive team. However, um, when we look at the Stanley Cup playoffs, you look at the Devils, they're 4%. The Rangers are about maybe, what was that? Around a little less than four percent, and the Flyers have zero percent. So things can change throughout the season. They can; these numbers can change at any time. Um, I think that was supposed to be ten point five percent for the range. Um, let's see, Colorado. Yeah, I'm skipping. Columbus because there's little to no chance. Uh per moneypuck.com. Uh let's see Chicago, basically Zilch. Six point one percent for St. Louis, four point nine for Minnesota, four point three for Nashville. You look at and you skip a few other teams because will make the cut according to them. Um, Oilers, 4.9. Calgary Flames at 8.3%. Maple Leafs, 7.3% to win the cup. Uh, Same odds for the Florida Panthers at 7.3. 4.7% for the Tampa Bay Lightning. 4.5% for the Boston Bruins. I think it should be a lot slimmer. But at the same time, 6.1% if the Capitals do make it through. But I do see Carolina at 6%. I agree with that. Um, Pittsburgh, maybe 2.5%. I would switch them too. But it, to me, it just doesn't make sense for everyone with those percentages. But I think it's very interesting and intriguing. Now, if you want to follow my podcast, I'm here on anchor.fm and you can follow me on insidethepuck.ca. Uh, anyone interested in you know joining the podcast, uh, I'm here on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, you name it, just about everywhere. You could think there is a podcatcher and use HUH 2021 for promo code on VIGIT. Vigit. That way you can enjoy some fun VIGIT tokens. So and thank you and have a great day.